Well, good afternoon, everyone. I do thank you for joining me today, New Hope Radio, around 1590 on the AM dial, WARV 92.7 FM. And soon this program will be a podcast at the Hope Club Podcast. If you'd like to catch this on demand, the Hope Club Podcast. That's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You can go to our website as well, newhopecc.tv. And all of our podcasts are there also. We started talking about one of the greatest sermons Jesus ever preached. We know it as the Sermon on the Mount. It's incredible. And we learned that the Sermon on the Mount was like a summary of many of his teachings, and it wasn't a one-time event. He related these truths time and again. And we're going to relate them today, and hopefully you'll find some hope. You'll find some encouragement in what Jesus had to say. The part of the Sermon on the Mount we're looking at, it's called the Beatitudes. As we said yesterday, he opened his mouth and began to teach. And we noted that phrase, he opened his mouth, it kind of set it up for a very weighty setting. That Jesus is going to say something real. We would call it heavy, right? Heavy. He's going to give some heavy revies regarding, I'm going to shut this off over here, hold on, regarding these teachings. And it says that he began to teach the people. Like I said, not a one-time event at all but something that he would, I believe, revisit time and time again. You know why? Because it was so important. That's why. These things are really important. So when you think about the Sermon on the Mount, I want you to think about Jesus pouring out his heart, saying some things that are very, very dear to him. And then a quick review of last time, very quick. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we know that blessed is a spiritual joy. It's not a happiness because of, you know, the sun is shining or things are going well in my life. It's, a, it's, a, it's an inner joy in spite of the circumstances that you might be experiencing. That's why he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit. There is a joy for you. You know, there's a special joy that comes from God that you can have. And it's an incredible promise Jesus is making. Now, we noted yesterday, Psalm 1, verse 1, because blessedness is like a theme that runs right through the Bible. You know that? How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. There's a a joy there for people that follow the path of righteousness. That's what he's saying. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Those who mourn, they grieve the loss of a loved one. We had a lot. We have a lot of loss going on now with a virus crisis. A lot of loss. Not only loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, loss of businesses. Churches can't meet like they used to and you know we're glad to be online and on the radio and social media but it's you know you can't be 
gathering together, which is something we're not allowed to do right now. So it's like, blessed is the one who mourns for this broken world. The world is broken. And when you have a burden for that, there's a joy that God has for you. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. And we ended yesterday speaking about the gentleness of Jesus, its humility. And we noted in Matthew chapter 21, verse 5, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle, mounted on a donkey, even a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And we noted that, you know, on Palm Sunday, which is coming up, the people wanted to take Jesus and make him king. He wouldn't let him do it. He's like, no, man, I'm not going to take the kingdom. I'm going to wait until my father gives it to me. Folks, that's gentleness. Gentleness is the opposite of taking something by force. It's waiting to receive it. That's gentleness. Now let's move on to some newer aspects of the Beatitudes. Verse 6, Matthew 5. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now you're hungry and you're thirsty, for they shall be filled. Hunger and thirst, you know, it means to crave. To crave and thirst for. This is a deep craving for spiritual blessings. It's the difference between the person that is very happy with the things of the world as opposed to the one where the things of the world, they don't do it for them anymore. They want the things of God. That only the things of God can fill them up. They don't want the music of the world, they want the music of God. They don't want the entertainment of the world. They want the entertainment of God. They want the things that come from God. You know why? Because they're hungry and they're thirsty. And only God can satisfy. So, blessed is the one with a spiritual appetite and hunger for the blessings of God. For he will find true satisfaction. You know, you will be filled After you eat a nice, healthy meal, you feel satisfied. And after you've you've allowed God to fill you, you are satisfied. See, with this coronavirus now, a lot of folks can't get to church, and you don't have computers, so you're not online. But if you're hungering and thirsting, God can still fill you. Okay, you, you're, you're still thirsting for God and you still have his word and you can read his word and you still have music that you can play in your home. You know, the thing is to be like prepared for the famine. Have you prepared your soul for the famine? Like right now, many people are going without things because they weren't prepared for the famine. And then they went to the stores and they ransacked the shelves. The shelves are empty. I remember the first week when this whole thing broke loose, man. The stores, they were rampaged, right? All the papers were gone. The paper products were gone. All the meats were gone. And in some cases, they haven't been replaced. But if people were prepared for this, they wouldn't have to splurge the way they did. 
We have to treat our soul that way. You have to prepare your soul on a regular basis because you don't know when the famine is going to come. And now the famine is here. And hopefully, you've prepared your soul. Blessed are the merciful. Oh, they will receive mercy. Who are the merciful? Those that are compassionate. They show mercy to others. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, right? In other words, happy are those or blessed are those who feel what others feel. And they show compassion because they know the mercy of God. See, when you know God's mercy, you can show God's mercy. The ones that have a hard time showing the mercy of God are the ones that don't realize how merciful, oh, here it comes, God has been to them. Sometimes I sit back and I think, oh, wow, God has been so merciful to Dave Therian. I look over my life. You know, even before I was a Christian, I saw times when God was very merciful to me. Sometimes, I, in the past, I used to think, you know, God only shows favor to his people. But I'm like, no, that's not true. God will show favor to the non-Christian, to the non-believer. Because he did it to me. Oh, he did it to me time and again. I know of the mercy of God before I was saved. And I know of the mercy of God after I was saved. And you know what? You know the common factor between the two? I still need mercy. (laughs) Saved or unsaved, doesn't matter. I need mercy. I always need mercy from God. And you know what? When you know that you need mercy, it helps you to show mercy. To show mercy of others. So don't think, well, God hasn't given me mercy. No, you just have to recognize the mercy that God has given you. You got to recognize it. You got to sit back and think about it. And then you'll be able to show mercy to other people when they're not on the top of their game, so to speak. Okay? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is the beatitude of self-examination. Pure in heart. Clear. Clean. In the heart. Think of, think of the heart like a window. It takes a washed window to see the beauty of the outside. It takes a clear heart to see the beauty of God. That's what it seems. You know, a dirty window, you'll see distorted images. But when you clean it, oh yeah, man, everything is like bright and clear. And so it is with the heart. When your heart is clean and your heart is clear, you will see the beauty of God in a way you never did before. Can you see why these Beatitudes, number one, they're so beautiful, and number two, they're so close to the heart of Jesus. This is his heart. He is telling us this is where real joy lies. Real joy. It's in these Beatitudes. Oh, blessed, joyful, 
other peacemakers. Oh, for they shall be called the sons of God. What are peacemakers? People that are peaceable. And are walking around with a chip on on their shoulder. They're not always looking for a fight. They like peace. Blessed is the one who makes peace with others. Because you look like a child of God. When it says you will be called sons of God, it means that you resemble God your Father. You want to resemble God? Be peaceable. Live at peace with people. Paul said, strive to be at peace with all men. See, the Holy Spirit, he made us one in peace, but it's our responsibility to maintain it. Romans fourteen nineteen says, So then, we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. And right now, what a time. What a, During the crisis, vices, vices, virus, what am I trying to say? The virus crisis, the coronavirus crisis. During this time, this is the time we really want to focus on being peaceable with others. I'm out there in the world sometimes, and I see people, man, they got short fuses. They're not tolerant. They're not happy. They look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. You know, it's like, no, now is the time to be peaceful, to be peaceable. Now is the time more than ever. You know, everybody's saying on TV, oh, we're all in this together. And yeah, we are. And a month after this crisis is gone, they're all going to be at each other again. Oh, but not so with the Christian. This is lifestyle. That's the difference. That's the difference with the body of Christ. This is lifestyle. That's what we have to get to. Because this is close to the heart of Jesus. So, some of those things that make for peace having caring and compassion, showing hospitality, edification, building up one another, giving forgiveness, letting folks have some wobble room, especially if they're stressed out, discerning the body of Christ, especially in the body of Christ. You know, if people are stressed out, try to meet them where they are. And don't expect them not to be stressed out. Maybe you're not and they are. Or maybe they're not and you are. I don't know. I'm not stressed out. But I can't expect everybody not to be stressed out. We're all different. At least I'm not stressed out today. Who knows what tomorrow... (laughs) Tomorrow I could be a nutcase. Who knows? So we've got some things to remember. There's some wonderful things. You know what the Christian life is like? It's It's about remembering the things that God has said. That's what it is. So let me give you a few things to think about that you can remember, okay? Be concerned about the spiritual condition of your neighbor, of your family, of your co-workers. Be concerned about where they are spiritually. We know it's important to worship on Sunday. But you know what's even more important right now? To reach out to the unchurched. 
to try to be a blessing to someone that doesn't know God. Also, let the plight of the poor concern you. Be burdened by those that go without. Be burdened. And be a support for your local church. You know, the more people support their local church, the more the local church can support people. So we have to remember that. There are many churches that they're making themselves very available. And that's beautiful. We are too. Making ourselves available to the needs of others. And we can only do that because our congregations support us. And we're all able to support others. And, um, you know, very thankful for those, for the support. Never take it. I don't think any pastor takes for granted the support that they get from their church family. You keep the church going and allow the church to be healthy and thriving. So on behalf of all of them, it's a big thank you. Let's get back to the blesseds. Blessed are those that have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Not persecuted because you're a pain in in the you-know-what, but persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for this is the kingdom of heaven. You know, there are people that want to live for God, and they're persecuted. They, They want to live righteously, and they suffer godly suffering. Persecution is godly suffering. It's from the enemy. It's from the kingdom of darkness. And he's got his minions, people that just, you know, yeah, yeah, all these guys, right? Like, the, you know, the freedom from religion people, right? They want to obliterate religion. They want to obliterate Christianity. Where are they in the crisis? How come I don't see ads from them reaching out and helping people and providing food and medicine and money? Where are they? Because people like that don't care about people. That's why. Where are they? You know, the ones that rise to the occasion? The people of God. Franklin Graham, Samaritan's Purse. Nobody asked him. He's right out there setting up tents, giving thousands of dollars, maybe millions, I don't know. Stepping up. You know why? Because that's what the people of God do. The people of God step up. People of the devil, they step back. Where are all those loudmouths that want to go down with Christianity? I don't hear them. I don't hear them saying, hey, we want to help you. Look at the good things. They're not doing anything good because they're not worth anything good. That's why. But back to the blesseds. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say, falsely say, say all kinds of evil against you, Jesus said, oh, because of me. You know, again, there are those they taunt and they revile because you're a follower of Christ. That's all they need. That's their ammunition. Oh, you're one of them. That's all they need. Yeah. Well, be joyful. You know what that is? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, That's a sign that you belong to God. Be joyful. Blessed is the one who has people assassinate their character because you're still experiencing the Christ life. 
That's part of the Christ life. When they come after you. Rejoice and be glad, Jesus said. Oh, for your reward in heaven? It's great. Great is your reward. We're not talking pennies. Great is your reward. You know why? For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know, God had great people in the Old Testament. Oh, and they were killed. You're in good company. When you are persecuted for the cause of Christ, you are in good company. You're riding with the best. Don't you worry. That's why rejoice and be glad. Identify with other godly people. You can still be joyful. You know, you're not the first one it happened to. And you won't be the last. You know what we have to do as Christians? We have to maintain, oh, here it comes. This is big. We have to maintain our distinctions. We have to maintain our distinction. That we are distinct from this world. We are in the world, but we're not like the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We have to be distinct because we are We are very different. And then Jesus gets ready to wrap it up. You are the salt of the earth. You know what salt does? It makes corn on the cob taste good. (laughs) In those days, they would salt fish and meat to preserve it. They They could send it across miles because it would be preserved. You are the salt of the earth. You are the preservative of the earth. But, uh uh-oh, if the salt has become tasteless, what good is it? You can't make salt salty that has lost its saltiness. So Jesus said, now it's no good for anything except to be thrown out on the sidewalk and trampled underfoot by men. Now it's like rock salt, right? When it's cold and icy, you throw rock salt out there and it melts it. So now we have to ask ourselves, am I a salty Christian or am I a rock salt Christian? Have I lost my salt? Have I lost my distinction? Have I lost my preservative ability and get sucked up like Lot's wife in the world? That's a good question to ask. And Jesus goes on. You're, not only are you salt, you're the light of the world. Oh, you're the light. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. You know what a great, a great uh, boost and encouragement was to travelers? <clears throat> when they were traveling through the desert at night, and they were wondering, when are we ever going to get there? And one night they look up. And there's a hill. And there's buildings on the hill. And there's lights. There's torches. And they're burning bright. And they're lighting the streets. And they're lighting the homes. And the travelers think, Oh, we're almost there. We're almost. And all of a sudden, you know, they get this burst of energy. Look! Look, Martha! We're almost there. 
keep going. When we get there, we'll have food and water and rest and safety. That's a city set on a hill. It cannot be hidden. Jesus said, nor does one light a lamp and put it under a basket. You don't do that. You put it up on a lampstand. So it lights up the whole house. Don't bury your light. Shine for God. So Jesus is saying, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. It's okay to show off good works. You know why? Your Father in heaven is glorified. You know why we're here? Glorify God. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's it. We are here to bring glory to God. Good deeds are not to be done in a public way for your own honor, but they're to be done that they bring glory to God. So what are we saying? What's Jesus saying? That we are called to a different life. And in this life, we can experience the blessedness of God. Oh, it's a special life. The Christian life is a special life. And if you're living the Christian life, God has made you a special person. You really are. You know, the world tries to get you to forget that. That you're not special. But you are. Because you're God's. You're God's child. You are very special. You are unique. Peter even said you're peculiar, but, well, what's another story? <laughs> we'll go there some other time. Okay? So, in this different life, you have different experiences, but you also have beautiful blessings. Don't rob yourself. Don't deny yourself of those. Go after them. Read those Beatitudes. Read them over and over and over. And let them become part of your frame of reference. That you begin to live the life that was closest to the heart of Jesus. That's what you want to do. Live what's closest to Him. Thanks for coming along today. Appreciate you guys. We'll, we'll, we will be back tomorrow for more of New Hope Radio. You have a great day.